Hi, I'm Ryan O'Hara, CEO and founder of Pitchfire. You're listening to Take Me Off Your List, presented by Pitchfire. They pay us the big bucks, and if you use them, they'll pay you the big bucks to get paid to get pitched. Take Me Off Your List is the rally cry of millions of B2B professionals out there. This podcast tackles all kinds of things around go-to-market. So whether you're in marketing, demand gen, sales, or just like the sound of my voice, you've come to the right place. Let's get started, shall we? Hello, everyone. Ryan O'Hara here, doing my dynamic, cool microphone voice. Believe it or not, I just had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which is what started this call with me and Jason decided we should talk. Everyone say hi to Jason Hansen, sales director at Rapify. What's up, Jason? Hey, hey, Ryan. Uh, I would not have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich yet, but uh, I, I mean, I do have to ask, are you natural peanut butter or are you like the fake stuff? Full chunky Full okay. chunky, full natural. Um, but like but you have I, to stir it. You get like an arm workout before you eat it. That, no, okay. like I, I don't have that. But I will tell you this. I had natural peanut butter downstairs that was chunky and I opened it up to eat it. And for people that don't know, I put a video up on LinkedIn last week about <laughs> like I tried to pitch a peanut butter and jelly sandwich like most SaaS companies pitch their product. And me and Jason were going back and forth about having fun. And that's why we're talking about it. But I, I actually like today was like, Oh crap, it's 2 PM. I haven't had lunch yet. And I have a call after this. So I'm like, I need to eat something to get my calorie intake in. Boom. Right there. I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. My natural peanut butter, it oiled over and is too old. So I threw it out. I didn't want to get sick. So I had to like eat my wife's peanut butter, which isn't as good. It was just creamy skippy or whatever brand she has. I don't know what it is. She doesn't like chunky peanut peanut butter. She's weird. As long as it's peanut butter, but uh, yeah, any, anytime you start a call talking about peanut butter, like like that's my that's my thing. So yeah, and if you're yeah, allergic yeah. to peanuts and you're listening to this, I highly no, recommend sorry. you go you go try sesame seed butter. That's pretty good. I've heard for people that have alternatives. Jason, I want to talk to you about marketing trends that we've been seeing the past couple, you know, past year or two. You you are in the front lines every day talking to marketers. Tell people about what Rapify is if they don't know. Yeah. Um, I, we have the privilege. I, I love that we sell to marketers. So we, we sell to marketers. We are a tool that they use to get attention and then measure that attention. How we do it, I won't go into all the details, but it, we accomplish this by putting ads on rideshare cars. So there's a lot behind it, but really it's, it's the job of the marketer to get people's attention. And we are one way to do that. And then on the flip side, I think what we're going to talk about today, you know, my job is to first get marketers' attention and for them to think about Rapify or how to use how to use out of home. But it's it's getting it's getting a lot harder. Um, I will tell you that the the old ways of even crafting the perfect, most unique, tailored email, LinkedIn yeah. in mail, cold call, trying to make it warm, like I don't know they're they're getting uh, immune to it. So. <laughs> So These I'm, people. I'm needing, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for unique ways to, to get their attention because there's so many messages out there. Yeah. So a little crazy thing that I've heard, this is, this is the hard part. I heard something that it can take a buyer 14 to 24 impressions before they'll do something with your brand, which is crazy. What that means is you need to be doing stuff with quantity over and over and over again. Um, I think that what you guys do is really cool and unique because like it can take a smaller company like Pitchfire and I could literally get everybody in Boston knowing about us like pretty quickly if I wanted to deploy something. Um, and I, I think you guys are doing like a really cool idea about like 
shifting and getting advertising in front of people. Um, when you do pitching today, how much air coverage do you get from marketing? Like, do you guys do stuff for like marketing's doing activities while you're reaching out to clients you're trying to close and get into? Yeah. So we, we try to work like a, a, I like to use the the analogy of an orchestra, even though I'm, I'm barely picking up piano again, but I, you know, I enjoy music and, you know, yeah. I, I enjoy going to the orchestra, but that idea of us all working together, going after the same verticals so that whether it's, you know, posts that you see on LinkedIn to messages from Jason, we are all trying to, to, to sing, sing from the same song sheet because yeah. it is harder to get their attention. So we need to all be working together. And I think I, I know I have friends that work um, with marketing teams and it's very siloed, but we're privileged here that we're all on the revenue team. Like our job is, is all the same. We just, yeah. we just have different tools and, you know, maybe our day to day is a little different, but our job is still the same at the end of the day. Like we need people to, to think about us, to accept our calls, our emails so that, so that they at least know about us and then ultimately work with us. Yeah. So obviously I'm trying to rethink this whole thing with pitch fire. Like we're trying to replace a lot of the cold prospecting so that you don't have to do like a hundred touches to get in front of someone. Um, what's working when you do a pitch? Like what are, what are things when you do a pitch, is it just like the stars align or is there like some stuff that you're consistently doing that you notice works better than other stuff? Yeah, I would, I mean, for me, it's, it, nothing, you know, there's nothing new under the sun, really what, what worked, what, what works every time you can't replace timing and, and having a good message. So th those things are, you can't skip, you can't skip those things. There's no hack to skip those things. Um, what's, what has worked now or what is working now is, 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 I mean, it, I think it's unique to us because we're a creative medium. So it's mm -hmm. taking their creative elements and giving them examples of what this could look like. So instead of just saying, Hey, here's what we do. It's giving them a picture of, you know, in your case, not just, Hey, we can put your ads on cars, but actually showing that at some type of an event in Boston that you may care about. So trying to, you know, figure out who is your ICP, what's an area that you would care about. Yeah. How would Rapify fit? And if we can make that fit happen before we even have our first conversation with them, those are the things that what we talk about in our marketing and our sales messages that will get at least get a response saying, Hey, love that you're, you know, this is a great idea, not the right time. Like, even if it's a no, at least it's a, Hey, I, I get that you're, you're actually thinking of our business. It's not a, Hey, quit spamming me. You know? Yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's what we try not to go for is the unsubscribe. Those are the worst responses. Oh All yeah. Cap, unsubscribe. Yeah. So like part of the dynamic of, um, of what you're talking about, that's really important is like, getting in front of people at the right time. The other thing is to stay on someone's mind when it's not the right time. Right. I mean, if you have a conversation with someone and it doesn't go well, you want to figure out a way to stay in front of that person afterward. Right. I mean, that's something also, um, how do you deal with that? Like you, so like you get what, what's Rapify do if you have a conversation with someone and they're like, Hey, it's not a good fit yet. Maybe next year or maybe six months from now. Like, what 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 do you do to stay in front of them? Is it just making content on LinkedIn? Do you follow them with cookies? Like, what what's what's the scheme? Yeah, we have uh, we have um, various like marketing. We'll we'll keep them in you know drip campaigns, all the other jargon. Um, yeah. But really, I mean, for me, it starts with 
the psychology. And I know this sounds weird, but if I truly see a fit, that if I if I don't see a fit, I don't want to push something that I know is not going to help them. But like when I personally see like, oh, this is a no brainer, like for this category or for what how I I see uh, where their business is going, like the first step in my mind, what I tell my team is like, once you see there's a fit, like envision yourself working with it. like we will work with them. So what is what is the goal now? It's just it's being relevant. It's being helpful so that you're top of mind at the right time. Because in that case, it's just about timing. It's not a uh, this this doesn't work for us ever. Yeah. It's it's just being relevant. So that could mean following them on LinkedIn and commenting on things, not for the sake of like, yeah. It's that's the hard part. You don't want to have like an ulterior mode. Like I'm commenting on this. So I'm following you. I'm a creep. Like, yeah, but actually, <laughs> yeah. like get into their world. If if they post something that you don't like, don't like it. But if you like it, comment on it. Ask questions about it. Like be a real human. Don't be like, oh, here's the sales guy. He's He's, he's liking my post today. He's sending me an email tomorrow. And then I'm going to get a call next week. Like, I mean, those things have to happen. So I, you know, I map those things out. I, of course I put, you know, reminders for myself to follow up with so-and-so, but first step is like, if you truly see your, a solution that you have solving their problem, like that's step one. And then just be a human and, and create like human touch points that aren't, that aren't salesy. I always like uh, when I was a buyer at Lead IQ and people would like reach out to me and stuff. I always liked when people would come to me with ideas. Hmm. Like, I think that's fun. Even if it has nothing to do with your product and you can come up with an idea, I think that's one of the best ways to stay top of mind with someone. The other thing is ideas are contagious. So like, yeah. let's pretend that you prospected me and you're like, hey, Pitchfire, I know you guys are really trying to break into getting in front of marketers and demand gen people because they get prospected a lot. You like that a little plug there? You like that to sneak that in? Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's right. If you're listening to this, you work at marketing, you're like, oh crap, he got me. Inception. <laughs> he got me. Oh, yeah. If you want to get paid a bit. Anyway, but if let's say, like, let's say you were pitching, like I we had a conversation. I'm like, yeah, I don't really have the budget yet to do that, but I'm gonna, I'm fundraising right now. And when we get fundraising, I want to really do a big push in three or four different cities and coincide them with inbound or coincide them with another marketing conference or, you know, whoever's doing what or, or any of that stuff. Um, if you came to me or like, Hey, this is a conference that's in this city that a lot of marketers don't know about that might be a good group for you. And you just, even if you're not even saying advertise, just be like, you might want to go to this. That could be powerful right there. Mm. Yeah. Um, like, like just find what, what I like to do. And you can, the cool part is if let's say Jason, you come up with a cool idea that you're prospecting with, you can pocket that idea and use it for like five or 10 different clients at once. <laughs> yeah. They don't know that like you're giving the idea to all of them. You know what I mean? You're not a jerk. You're just helping all these businesses out. Yeah. No, I, and yeah, I, I definitely, that's, um, I especially like when it has nothing to do like directly with your product. Um, I mean, those ideas are great and that helps paint the picture, but knowing their world, knowing, you know, what they're trying to accomplish. Um, I think that, and just making intros, that's one thing I try to do as well is if yeah. I see, um, I've even, I've even introduced, like, if there's not a fit for us, I've, I've made intros to competitors or worked with competitors to create something together because at the end of the day, it's about, if you, you know, it's about driving their, like I'm in my business is to, to increase their business via advertising. So there's not one silver bullet in my, at least in my world that solves all of a market marketer's problems. So if I can like team up with others that are that are competitors, but I'm, I'm solving their problem. 
then I think I'm going to be a valuable resource when the time is right. The best companies in the world that marketing are the ones that like can figure or and sales are the ones that can figure out how to help their people, even if they're not their people yet. Hmm. The other thing is if I go do something with somebody, like for example, like if I want, if like Jason's not ripping off a bunch of pitches on Pitchfire right now, right? But we're doing a podcast together and making content. I'm, you might think of it or something at some point, but the idea is that like, we're both kind of trying to go after a lot of the same audience and we're cross-pollinating. I might go give that tip to like 20 marketers and be like, hey, go find some people to cross-pollinate with and make content with them to get into news feeds with people. Like you can, you can do that magic and share an idea. Another one that I had, I remember at Lead IQ, I used to tell SDRs and BDRs like, hey, when you see your target audience is posting job postings out, grab the link and say, hey, I'm going to go put this out on my LinkedIn this week and I'll give the link to people. And help oh, them recruit great. and get people. That's like something every every salesperson at a company can give you insight, intros, and uh, relationships to customers. And they have an audience of people that follow them that are the same people that you're trying to hire. Why not do that? Like act like a free recruiter for them to help them out. But yeah, that's great. That. Also, I, if someone's connected with you, Jason, and they come in, they're totally going to like remember you and bring you in too. Yeah, they need to. <laughs> or I'll remember them. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I got you that job. I, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget. I have a, I have a guy that I hooked up. Um, yeah, I got him a job. He worked at, um, I don't want to say his name or company, but he worked at one company that was really small. And I got him a job. His name was uh, Tim Cook. Schnim, yeah. Schnim took. <laughs> yeah. I introduced, I introduced Tim Cook to Steve Jobs. If I wasn't, you weren't there. You don't know if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you can say that. that's, that's, that's about the, the content that's on LinkedIn right now. It's like, okay, that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever. Anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like, if you do that introduction to someone, they, they'll be a customer for life. What were you going to say before that? Cause I interrupted you a little bit. No, I was, I mean, I was, I was going to turn the table a little bit to get, cause I've, I've followed your, like your call it ethos or how you prospect and, and create content. Like that's something I've wanted to emulate. I know James, my boss, he loves it. Everything. Uh, I think you've, you've started waves on linked on LinkedIn on, you know, to think differently. But one thing I'm, I'm seeing now, um, and maybe it's not just now, it's just cause more people are posting, but so much of the advice on LinkedIn, which makes yeah. sense because most, most of the people on LinkedIn are sellers, but it's like yeah. how to sell the sellers. And it's, it's a different game. Like when you're in the game of selling, yeah. you respect the hustle. Like I answer cold calls and I'll tell them, Hey man, I, I know what you're doing here. I respect it. I'm going to hear you out. Like yeah. it's different when you're selling to different verticals. I'm not saying it's harder. I'm sure there's challenges for yeah. each, but yeah. I think that's one thing that's missing and where I'm like hungry for advice is like, what is working now selling to marketers? Because yeah, I know like our marketer, our marketing team gets hundreds of messages a day from, yeah, from yeah. calling spamming their phone, their cell phone. Even though we see things on LinkedIn, it's like, no, if you're not calling their cell phone, you're a, you're a loser salesperson. Um, but then you, like you talk to marketers are like, if you call my cell phone, I, I will never work with you. So like, who do I listen to? So I don't know, like what, what resources, yeah. Like where do you go? Because yeah, I know so you're, you're you're trying to work with marketers now. Yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know everything, but I'll tell you from my experience. What I noticed is there's kind of different things. That, all right, so like I'll go through perspective. If I'm targeting marketers, what do marketers care about? Besides, what first thing we all need to get over is that not everyone you prospect cares about where they work. That's one thing that's big. So, a universal okay. thing that I noticed works is finding common ground with the person on an individual basis. I mean, I read a study that. The average person will stay at a job for 18 months right now. That's the average number. You start doing the math out. That's I, people have probably heard this a hundred times, but like 
You start yeah, to map out, they're basically checked out for the last six months of their job. If you prospect someone just about what they do at their job or how it can help their company, the downside of that is that one in three people you're prospecting aren't going to be at that company in six months. So you're wasting your you're wasting a touch on them. That's look at open mm. rates already, right? What's a, a good open rate on a cold email might be 30 or 40% these days. And one in three of the cold emails you send might not ever reach that prospect. You start doing the law of averages and you're cutting down one in three of those people are not going to be there. One in three are going to get there. We're talking one in nine <laughs> people that you try and match up relative messaging yeah. with will never actually hit home with that person, right? Yeah. So like what I recommend, I noticed a couple of things in trends with three categories that I have experience in. With marketers, if you make stuff that's mostly about the brand they work for and it's fun and cool, they'll go share it and do stuff. So like I'll give you an example. At Lead IQ, we were selling to Zoom and Zoom has like a huge, huge SDR function. Huge. They have RevOps. They have all this stuff, right? Part of the decision-making that we had to touch was marketing. We didn't have anyone in front of marketing. And I wanted to do something that would go viral inside Zoom. So we made a commercial for them that was like a 90s commercial that was about Zoom. And I made a jingle. Like that was really terrible. Oh, like, I did so a terrible awesome. job singing. Like I was like, it was like Zoom. I, I, the video's <laughs> on my LinkedIn somewhere. But I threw it up on LinkedIn and said, hey, we're, we're doing stuff with Zoom. If you know anyone at Zoom, tag them here so they can see it. And what's cool is if you go click on the video and look at the views and you could see the breakdown of where they're from the company, I saw I had over 800 views from people from Zoom on that video. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So like marketers care about the brand. And if you do stuff yeah. that's fun and cool and different with, about the brand, they're more likely to actually like connect and do something with it. Um, so don't make your content about yourself. Make your stuff about the person you're trying to work with. Uh, that's for marketers. IT network, that's the other place I have experience with before Lead IQ. Um, the thing I kind of noticed that works for them, they're super analytical and they like doing experiments and messing around with stuff that they get to build. So if you enable them to build, if you're listening to this and you work in like mm. selling to engineers or like network engineers or infrastructure as a service or something, do stuff that like gives them data. Show them cool stuff that like, hey, I just ran your network through a speed test that we did. This was the milliseconds it took for me to get a ping from these 30 countries. And get, like we used to go do that report all the time. And then my content that I would do is I'd go record a video of me talking through it. And I do like a character, like a nerd character. Like, we ran a race of all the network stuff. And like they, the cool part is they were right back and be like, they'd make fun of me. I'd be like, don't worry, guys. I won't be on the call. I'll hand you an eight. <laughs> but like, you know, they like they appreciate because like I'm not like being salesy. I'm like being analytical and be like, hey, we ran these numbers for you. Don't do this thing where you're like, hey, like, you know, you know what most companies do right now? They would go do a speed test and they'd write an email and be like, hey, I did the speed test for you. We should get out of call and I can go over it with you. No, do you want to see? Want... Do you want to see it? Yeah, no one Except wants this to see meeting. It. <laughs> I don't. I'm someone that literally lives in a data center and hisses at light. The last <laughs> thing I want to do is talk to you, you stupid sales rep. Like, that's what they're thinking in their head. So like, yeah. yeah. So just give them the info, make it entertaining while you're giving them the info, and then magic things happen. Like they're like they'll they'll feel like they know you, and be like, hey, if you want to find some ways to fix some bottlenecks, we can scheme, but. If not, no big deal. And then you just stay in there, you know, stay up top of mind with them. Think of them when stuff comes up. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys, so you've, James, uh, Jason, when you worked at, um, when you're working at Rapify, like what are, what are the marketers you're working with? Are they more on the creative side or analytical, you think? Uh, I would, I mean, it really, it does depend. Those are the, it's either like growth marketers and they are more like, 
analytical side, and that's where we'll focus more on our measurement components. But oh, yeah. we work with a lot of brand marketers, CMOs, and yeah, I, I mean, when I look back, the the meetings that um or the the messages that led to meetings are have all like centered around something something creative you know anywhere from simple things like a spec ad to like knowing this one prospect was really into stranger things so i like recreated the in, the intro nice. of stranger things instead of like the actors names i put like why we should meet and stuff like that <laughs> um spent way too much time on it it never led to a qualified opportunity but it did get a meeting at least Jason, um, I'll tell I'll tell you a tip for that. If you ever do that again, do don't do a one off. Do like ten of them, and then yeah, like, yeah, because like you could like you could get the process down for all of them. Like find ten prospects that you think like Stranger Things. Stranger Things is extremely popular, so like yeah, the probability that someone likes Stranger Things is probably pretty high. But like I think it's the third most watched show ever on Netflix. I don't know what the first two are. I probably should, but um. Yeah, like that's that's a cool idea. Um, the the other thing I was going to recommend is like, um, you could also like, I I if I were working at Rapify and I were like thinking about how I'd get in front of this as a geek in marketing, I love looking at like advertising examples, hmm. and I don't just mean like brand on car, like you know what I mean. Like I don't mean like that. Like I follow um, a Twitter account. He's called the Ad Professor, and he just has people that email him every day and submit cool advertisements. And he tweets them out every day and I'm on his newsletter and there's now a paid newsletter and I'm literally tempted to sign up because I get all kinds of cool ideas for our business doing that. Um, You guys should just do that for free. Yeah, no, that's (laughs) a great. And that's like, even when I look at my own LinkedIn posting, anytime I I talk about me and what we're doing at Rapify, basically Rapify people like it, but when I'm sharing (laughs) things that I'm like, I'm super interested about like advertising and Oh, look at the way they didn't use copy in this ad. Yeah. People comment on it, they share it. So yeah, that's, that's yeah, like true. you could you could you could even do something where like like if I were you, I like I'm I love that just pump it out for your ideas and we're gonna put it on public, but I I'll help too. I know I'll I'll take it all, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. i I would do something where like it'd be cool. Do you guys have like a creative team at Rapify? Yeah. It'd yeah. be very cool if like you got a couple of them together and on LinkedIn you're like, hey. Send post your ad in the comments here on this post, and my creative team will give you feedback on how to make it better. Oh, that's good. Like, and I, I like, like dude, I would do that. I'd take a screenshot at the top of my website and be like, what do you guys think? I got, I just did a call with um, uh, another person earlier today. I don't know if I can say their name because we haven't agreed to make content yet, but um, it was they, Tim Cook again, right? They, yeah, it was Schmim Schmo. It was you, uh, you and Tim, you and it Timmy was, are like, <laughs> it was, uh, it was Mark Schmothersberg. He was, yeah. they ride with my. <laughs> <laughs> um, so me and Zuck were hanging out on a call, <laughs> and uh, the guy was showing me like what they do for landing pages and A/B testing and stuff. And he showed me a test they did with like a company where like they had a button, and then they had an email form with a button right next to it for submitting. And the conversion was up forty three percent when you had an email form with a button. Wow! And I'm like, what? I would think that would look. Yeah, I would bad. think the opposite. Yeah, me too. And apparently, like he's like. We did this over and over again with clients. This is what we keep seeing. And I'm just like, I if if I end up making content with them, I'll reference back to this podcast or whatever we're doing here. I haven't figured out what I'm doing with my content yet. I'm just gonna probably throw it up. But like well, like I, yeah, I this was blown, being the trash. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no I, I'll throw it up. I, it'll probably be clipped or something. But I was playing, I was playing around with the idea and I'm like, holy crap, like that's a really good nugget. We should make content about that when he shared that with me. Um, you guys have so many cool stories, I bet, of like success stories of someone doing something and like, 
Like I can I give you an example. I never would have thought of using Rapify for an event. That's genius. Yeah. yeah. Or or like how we thought our biggest vertical would be CPG or you know the typical you know big big time out of home advertisers, but for the longest time and still running like B to B to B is our largest and strongest vertical. And yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense for like conquesting competitor events or AWS, but the primary use case is account-based marketing, which is kind of, it's crazy, kind of crazy to think a little yeah. different now that we're all, you know, working remote or hybrid, but still same, the same concept. So it's, it's one of those like counterintuitive, Oh, the customer took our tool and used it this way. We might as well lean into it. I remember years ago, I did a campaign where I bought billboards across the street from offices of businesses we wanted to break into in California. Like we did a bunch of them, like, and it was just for one business. So did the it copy, work? Um, we got, we got one, we did like nine companies, I think. And we got one out of it, which paid for the campaign, but it barely broke even. Yeah. I think on a larger scale, if we had picked bigger companies, we probably would have made even more money on it. Yeah. So it's about scaling and picking the right target. But uh, Jason, this has been really cool. I don't want to make this thing slog on much longer and have people hate us. Um, where can people find the Jason Hansen? You're the fourth Hansen brother. Yeah, I'm the fourth reject, rejected Hansen brother. I couldn't sing. Uh, you'll find me on LinkedIn telling you know, too many dad jokes and some uh, cringe, cringeworthy uh, LinkedIn posts, but follow yeah, me there so- or, or Twitter. To, uh, is LinkedIn, you can find them on, it's like slash Hanson Jason, which is kind of yeah. cool. This little yeah, yeah, that's it. Hanson Jason. Then on Twitter, it's Jason the Hanson. Harkening <laughs> back to my Viking heritage, you know? Yeah, cool. My I, I So my family history has Johansson as a last name. Okay. So I got some... Go. I got some Viking in me a little yeah, bit. I'm sure we're cousins down the line. I don't, I don't get to talk about it too much. People don't want to hear about it, um, but that's cool. Um, yeah, definitely go check out what Rapify is doing. If you're looking for some new channels to do some stuff. Um, obviously if you're listening to this and you're in, interested, um, we're letting people get paid to get pitched. You can send all your prospecting to us uh, and then people can choose if they'd like to, if they really want your business, they can offer to pay you to respond to their prospecting. Just go to pitchfire.com, make an account today. By the time this comes out, we might even have our Outlook integration out. But if you use Gmail, you can use it right now. Uh, Jason, thank you so much for being on. I appreciate it. Thanks, Ryan. Have a good one.